0: This is In Blue, a reptile podcast where we talk to some of your favorite reptile keepers, hoping to find out what they just can't live without. We want to bring you closer to some amazing people sharing their stories and experiences about life and the animals they love. Join us as we go deep in blue to shed what we know and gain a fresh new perspective about reptiles and their keepers.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Heidi. And this is In Blue. Please welcome our guest Corey Martin from Corey Martin Reptiles.
2: Hey, Hey, y'all. How's it going? Hey, Corey. I'm excited to be here. So, Corey, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So, I'm Corey from Corey Martin Reptiles. I'm based in Georgetown, Texas, which is right outside of Austin. And I am a breeder of ball pythons, carpet pythons, and hognose snakes. I also keep um, several other species uh, that I'm hoping to breed in the future. And for work, I am an attorney. Yeah, and I also have like four kids and stuff. So it's there's a whole whole lot of stuff going on all the time. Mm -hmm. There is a whole lot.
1: (laughs) I would say it sounds like you got a a zoo, including uh, two legged as well as all the slithering types.
2: Yeah, no, I've got I've got a lot of a lot of animals. So there's like in addition to all of the reptiles, there's dogs and cats and ferrets. And um, I have an African gray parrot and it's just animals everywhere all the time.
1: Do you have any room in your house that doesn't have an animal in it?
2: I think so. Some of the kids rooms don't have any animals. Um, I think I probably have about 18 snakes in my bedroom, so I can't count my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my bedroom
1: is the only place in the house that doesn't have a reptile, but my yeah. cat lives in there. So,
2: And then I don't have any in my kitchen. Well, that's not true because I'm, incub- I'm roomating my hog noses right now. And that my wine fridge is right next to my kitchen, so I can't even really say my kitchen is free of reptiles. <laughs> my my living room has no reptiles. There's that, so can't yeah. say that. But I have my parrot there, so I can't. Eat. It's not even free of animals. So <laughs> they're just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we have take them over. Everywhere. Them. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you, I always feel like they're starting to take over my house. I'm sure oh, you guys feel the same way.
2: Yeah. No, it's it's my house is gone. It's just like reptile land now, pretty much. <laughs> Yep. Mini Just, zoo. Yep. I'm constantly Starting, like searching for real estate to figure out where I can expand to next. <laughs> like in terms of my house, I'm like, oh, there's a wall.
0: So do you have hobbies other than reptiles? So I do. Um,
2: I, when I remember I knit, but I'm really bad <laughs> about finishing projects. I'll like start something and then never finish it. And then I get bored and start something else and never finish it. So i <laughs> So I think I've got like half done knitting projects stashed all over to my house. It's kind of ridiculous. And then, um, mm-hmm. I've also started getting more into photography lately. And so i um, playing around with that some too, but yeah. so, yeah, so that's kind of the, for the most part, what I'm doing now, I used to do other stuff. Like I used to run and that kind of thing, but I didn't really have time for running these days. So there was a period of time where I was I would run like a half marathon every weekend. It was crazy.
0: Oh, oh, oh Lord!
2: <laughs> yeah, I like I tend to go when I go into something. I tend to kind of go all in, and so yeah, I'm not good at moderation.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, and you and you like to uh, change things like socks, right? Like you change jobs and...
2: I do. I do. <laughs> I I guess I just get bored easily or something. But yeah, I like... I've been in, I've lived in this house for like five years and that's pretty long for me. So I'm like itching to move. But I really, really don't have the money to move right now. So I'm trying to behave.
1: You're like, not yet. Let's wait till I can get the really big place I need to stuff it, all the animals I exactly,
2: want. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying... Yeah. I've, I've got to save some to get to that point. But so what what would be like your dream kind of house? So what I would really like is a place that's on like a small amount of like land, like maybe like five acres or something like that and have a couple of outbuildings, like have a place for my rodents and have a place for my reptiles and have a house that doesn't have all that stuff in it and um, that I can like, I don't know. Have guests over too. That's not like you know <laughs> the dining room full of snakes. So, <laughs> like that would be what I would like. I think, but I'm a I'm a ways away from getting there to that one. So yeah, yeah. How about y'all? What do you What do you see as kind of what you would want someday
0: in the future? We were actually talking about <laughs> earlier, just like building yep. a compound. <laughs> like earlier, pretty today, much. And we were like, we would yeah. totally have a reptile compound. That would be and amazing. All of our friends, we'd, we'd buy like 5,000 acres and we'd have a bunch of friends and everybody yeah. would just have their little houses. And we'd put a high fence up around it and have all kinds of exotic
2: stuff. Amazing. It'll be like our little hip, awesome. heavily armed hippie commune.
1: Exactly. It's and we have so an attorney lovely. in Corey. Yep. And I mean, I know I can hunt and sew and cook and clean. Mm, and perfect.
0: I yeah, we figure clean. we we need help we with that. We know vets and doctors and all kinds of people. We do. So Perfect. We this sounds like that. this sounds like a great plan. I think so. Game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. What do most people not know about you? Oh, so this
2: is a this is a fun one. So, um, growing up, my stepmom was an airline pilot, and I used to fly everywhere all the time alone as a child. standby. and it was craziness and i can't imagine like any sane human being letting their child do that in the way that i did growing up but my parents were divorced and i would like fly back and forth to see my dad all the time um it was pretty nuts so
0: yeah, yeah that is kind like
2: of yeah
1: <laughs> i was like definitely couldn't do that it nowadays was, but... it was
2: like in the days before cell phones and we'd get like stranded in airports and like random cities as we were changing planes and like
0: you know, I mean, I'd, I'd have to
2: from like standby. Yeah, we were going standby oh, and I'd have to like, no. I'd have, I had like a calling card that I kept in my wallet so I could call my mom if we got like stuck somewhere. So <laughs> <That's> <laughs> could crazy. you imagine like doing, like letting no. your 13 year old do that? No. Like no. It's, it's
0: bananas. <laughs> what were your other jobs? So we know that you were, you're an attorney now, but you did yeah. other things before. Right. So I've done a lot of other things.
2: So I used to be uh, – I was a recruiter with Teach for America. Um, so I would, like, travel around to colleges and stuff and, like, do talks and try to get people to come join Teach for America. Um, and, you know, I worked – that was when I lived in Atlanta. Um, I Then I went to law school. Then I left law school. Then I was a stay-at-home mom for a bunch of time because um, I also – Two of my kids are on the autism spectrum, and we've had just like all sorts of craziness and and all of that. And so, um, then like when I don't know, my fourth kid was a baby. I decided, hey, now is the best time to take the bar exam. Why don't I do that? So um, <laughs> one morning, yeah. So four young kids at home and an eighteen-month-old. Like, sure, best time possible. To- like, and also, mind you, like a decade after I went to law school. So I didn't yeah. remember anything. So I was <laughs> so like surprised. cramming for this. And oh, it was, I was like I was sleep like, deprived and cramming. I was insanely cramming. Oh, my um, and so, so then I took the bar and um, I worked a couple I worked for a couple of lawyers doing contracting stuff for a while. Um I started my own law practice a couple of times. Um <laughs> apparently i like didn't figure it out the first time like i knew that i wanted to have a business i think but and that law was what i could do so i was like i'll start a law firm and then it turned out i hated running a law firm so that was awful but it provided me with lessons for running the snake business so it worked out very cool
0: yeah imagine that it would yeah because i imagine there was a lot more involved in that there it was yeah
2: there it was a little a little more involved Mm. than yeah
1: now, as far as law goes, have mm-hmm. you always done the same type, or no. were you?
2: No. So I, I did. A, I when I had my own practice, I did probate. I did special needs law. That I did like um, special education cases. Um, for when I had my own firm, then I went to the attorney general's office. After that, and I. Um, I worked in the charitable trust section there and basically um, my job was to represent the public interest in charity. And so it was an amazing job because I was basically always the good guy in every single scenario that I showed up for. Like my job was to make sure that like the charitable sector in Texas got what it was supposed to get. So like we would have, (laughs) I would have investigations into like crooked charities There were a lot of cases where, um, you know, like rich oil families in Texas would like some, you know, someone would die, and their money was supposed to go to charity, but the greedy children were trying to, you know, get the will overturned and that kind of stuff. Um, So a lot of those kind of cases. But yeah, my my job was always to make sure someone was representing charity. And so now, um, so now in law, um, I work for a judge and I am a mental health public defender. And, um, I basically, I work with an outpatient program that, uh, is designed to serve people with severe mental illness, who are the people who are in and out of the system, most of their lives and really need extra support to be successful in the community. Um, it's a program that's designed to help give them higher level of service and they also periodically check in with the judge um, as a way to kind of help motivate them to, um, you know, keep taking their medicine and that kind of stuff. And so, um, so that's, my, that's what I'm doing now. I've been doing that for about a year and a half and it's super interesting. I work with um, a lot of really interesting people. Um, I see a whole lot of like um, really significant human tragedy too. Um, There, you know, I have several clients right now that are homeless, and there's really not a solution for it. And that's really hard. Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of clients who have, like, comorbid drug problems in addition to their mental illness. And, um, you know, it's, you you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. And so, No. It's yeah, it gets hard, but it's really interesting work and super rewarding. And so I like it a lot.
1: I was gonna say it um, seems like it would be yeah. really rewarding to yeah. with the stigma that is attached to mental health issues. Luckily that's starting to slowly change. Yeah. Um what an awesome way to be able to help in that.
2: Yeah, no, it's 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 really it's really cool work. Um and the one of the great things about the job too is um I only work 20 hours a week and mm-hmm. Part time law jobs are like almost impossible to find, especially ones that are actually part time and not like, oh, you only have to work 40 hours a week instead of 70 hours a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so it's it's kind of been my little unicorn of a job. Um, That's awesome. And it's been yeah. so many fun things to choose from. So many different things. And then somewhere in there, like you were you're talking about other jobs for a while, I decided to like. I had enough with law altogether and I like worked as a Peloton shop girl for a while just because, so there was that too. (laughs) Sometimes you just need
0: a break.
1: Oh my gosh, Corey, you're so awesome. You
0: are a little nuts. It's true. A little bit. So um, what about your favorite animal? You know, I've always, growing up, I've always been super interested
2: in big cats. I think they're just fascinating. Um, I would never own one, but I think they're, they look cool. Um, I don't know. There's, I just have just always been an animal person generally. And so I don't know that I have like, you know, a whole bunch of things that I could point to and say, you know, that one's my favorite. Um,
0: I just love animals. So, Corey, if you could have your dream, like, what would you do if you didn't have to worry about money? Like, what would you do?
2: Um, well, right now, I mean, I'd probably just go all in on the snake stuff and keep, you know, be the eccentric weird lady in the country with a whole bunch of animals and just have fun with it. I don't know. That's probably what I would do.
1: Now, if money I'd was I'd travel no- a
2: bunch, too.
1: If money was no option, is there any particular animal that you would buy and keep?
2: Um. So, I would probably get a pet otter for my husband because he grew up obsessed opinion. with otter. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love he has, uh, the word otter in his email address, like he loves otters. And he always dreamed when he was growing up that he'd have like an otter run at his house and Aww. like have an otter there. And so I would, I would probably, if I could do anything, I would, I would get that for him so that we could have an otter to watch and it would be a blast to just watch it run around and swim and stuff. Yeah. How about y'all? What what kind of what kind of
0: animals would you guys be would we would you guys be doing? Oh, I would have an otter for sure. Really? Like if I didn't have to worry about it, yeah, yeah. I'd have an otter and a fox. Like all night. And,
1: and what was that morph market Barbara thing fox. you wanted today? Oh um, yeah.
0: I want I want a leucistic American alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I want one so bad, Corey. And there's one on Morph Market, but it's in like Germany or something. Germany, yeah. Oh is. my <laughs> gosh. That would be really cool be, though, be, Wouldn't it be that awesome? would be incredible. Jack and I said we would I mean, build a moat and have alligators. I was going to say, you have a bathtub. <laughs> no. <laughs> my house is... No. Uh, <laughs> I think I would so want big work. cats.
2: Yeah.
1: I I am a huge cat lover of all types and mm-hmm. uh having a big tiger would be amazing.
2: Would you be more the Joe Exotic or the Carol Baskin?
1: Ooh, neither. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah.
1: I wouldn't want to put it on display for everybody. I mean, yeah, if you came over, you could see it, but it would be something it would just that. Be for your enjoyment. It's and for it's, my enjoyment. And yeah. Or
2: it's like, you know, you would want it to have a, a lovely place to live and a happy, yeah, like, bigger
1: life. Yeah, like a big, huge area for it to live. And then I'd want it as a cub. So it was accustomed to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, obviously respecting it because, no, I don't want to die.
0: So, Corey, you talked about traveling. Where do yes. you live and where would you like to go?
2: Yes. So, um, so I've been to Europe a few times, I've uh, been to the Caribbean and Mexico, and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Um I've been to Alaska, that was an amazing Ooh. trip. Um, and I would love to go there again. It was like our favorite family vacation that we've ever done. I want to do that. Um, I was supposed to. I was supposed to go to Norway uh, right when COVID hit, and so I missed that trip, which that was a, a big oh, bummer. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so next, not this coming summer, but the one after is going to be our twentieth wedding mm-hmm. anniversary,
0: Congratulations.
2: and we, we booked a trip to the Galapagos.
0: And so, yeah, Yeah. that is awesome. Super. That is really cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we went on, we went on a trip, um, I don't know about a month ago or so, and we were, we went to Belize and, and, uh, Mexico and, um, yeah, that's where I really discovered that like, I enjoyed shooting wildlife. Uh, I, um, we went to a bunch of like, uh, you know, Mayan ruins and that kind of stuff. And the whole time we're there and like, oh my God, there's an iguana. I need to pick make sure the iguana, like forget like all the ruins and stuff around. I was like, oh my God, a howler monkey. <laughs>
0: I'm like, there's a spiny tail. I know what that is. Look, there's a lot. I would send, I sent Carl Vargas pictures of spiny tails while I was in Mexico. Like, yes, honey, that's where they come from. They're going to be everywhere. And I, like, every five minutes, I was taking pictures. I'm like, they're yes. in the wild. Look. like But it's
1: exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was so thrilled because I saw them in the wild. Like, yes. <laughs> wow, funny. We have really a lot neat. of snakes in my
2: neighborhood, which is really fun. Um, like, so the hill that I live on, uh, it has two names. One is uh, rabbit hill and the other one is rattlesnake hill. Um, and I think the two things go together. Sounds <laughs> but... <laughs> like <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a lot of rattlesnakes in my neighborhood. Um, we have a couple of like nature walking areas and like find stuff over there all the time, which is really fun. Um, you know like a lot of obviously like rat snakes everywhere and that kind of thing but it's fun
0: yeah i mean you just learn mm-hmm. to respect them and, it, and i guess that's probably the case with all animals in general right. Right? yes but um i think with i think with reptiles even more like they just get mm-hmm. a bad rap for no reason for no so. reason
2: just because they're reptiles they're gentle no i mean that's a big part of why we got into them was because um my son was going through a really hard time and had been wanting a snake forever. And we used it as kind of a motivation for him to get him through some stuff. And, but then we also really quickly realized that just like the sensory thing of holding a snake as it's kind of like, you know, moving around slowly because it's a ball python. um, There was something about just like that sensory feedback that was really, really calming for the kids. And that was really neat to see
0: that stuff's important to get out there too. Right. Like as it, yes, part absolutely. of the education um, to say, Hey, you know, there, there's Thank other you. benefits. Like it's not, it's not just the, the animal itself. Like they, no, they it makes you benefits.
1: responsible for something too. Like it gives you a reason to, to have to do something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see it helping with depression because you have to mm-hmm. like get up and get motivated and mm-hmm. And actually, physically do something. So, yeah, yep, they're good for all kinds of things. They're just fascinating. They are, and that's
2: one of the reasons I like keeping a lot of different species too. Is it's just they're so they're so different, um, and so it's really fun to see. You know, having started in ball pythons, it's been fun to see some other species and what they kind of um, how different they are in terms of their behaviors and that sort of stuff. Now, do you so, have a favorite species that you're keeping? So um, my favorite species over, uh, for snakes overall overall is um, Papuan pythons. Uh, and I used to have two of them, but um, they were imports and got sick really quickly. And so oh. they had to be put down and it was really, really really sad. And I haven't that's quite like, gotten over that. So I don't have any yet. I don't know right now. And I don't have any plans to go back to getting them. But someday when hopefully there's more success breeding them in captivity, I'll hopefully be able to you know get a nice little captive bred epidora and, um, and do that. Um, so that's probably my favorite overall in terms of what I have in my collection, my favorite is probably the blackhead pythons. They're just like they're so cool.
1: They're so awesome. Yeah, you know, yours are they really uh feisty? <laughs> so
2: their personalities are so different. So some of them are just kind of like dumb and derpy. And um my azanthic is he is just like Piss on wheels. He like <laughs> wants to like kill everything that comes in contact with him. He is like he puts up such a show every single time you open that container. Um, I and it is they're just and they're so funny too because like they do a lot of bluff striking um, and when they like, but they have a really really strong feeding response. So most of the time when people get bit, it's the feeding response bite. Um, and they'll just right. kind of, like, come up to you and be, like, nuzzling all around you and then all of a sudden grab
0: on. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> You're like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> <was> my hands. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: There's no warning. They're just, like, sneaky There's about not, it. They're like yeah, little they're assassins. They're sneaky about it. They are. <laughs> so what, um, what has been the most challenging thing for you in keeping reptiles? So,
2: So for me, it's probably been because i've been growing fairly fast and so the big challenge for me is um constantly kind of keeping up with oh crap now i have 50 more animals and care for an extra 50 animals looks really different than it did 50 animals ago and how do i need to change everything to like accommodate for like this growth and So that's been, I guess, the tricky part as, you know, being in a growing phase and um, growing fairly quickly with it has been just kind of like learning to adjust my keeping practices to scale and constantly having to kind of look at things and fine tune them. And um, it's, yeah, and so that's just been, that's been a lot of work over time.
0: We hear the stories all the time, right? People like buying two snakes, and then the next thing you know, they have like forty snakes, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" Like, yeah, the, that was that was me. That yeah. was, I, I, I didn't have forty in a right. month,
2: but like, Any I, idea I yeah, but it, I did not grow that fast, but um, I definitely had like ten within a month for sure.
0: So for our first Christmas, I bought Jack twenty baby rainbow boas. Like that was our first Christmas together. I was—he wow. was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna breed snakes," and we had um, we had done a bunch of research and talked about it forever. And um, yeah, he's like, I, "I think I'm ready." And so I was trying to be the supportive person that I always try to be. And uh, so yeah, I surprised him for Christmas and bought him two little very rainbow boas. Even find like twenty rainbow boas? Yeah, like it was somewhere. a lot. On King, okay, so this is yeah. pre-Wharf market. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-face <Pretty safe, laughs> really. Yeah. So uh King Snake and Phonics mm-hmm. classified. Yep. Like all day long. And I am 90% certain I purchased a lot of 20 baby brand new, brand new born baby rainbow moas. <laughs> they amazing. all came in these little delis and oh my and God. there were 10 boys and 10 girls. Like, what am I gonna do with 10 boys and 10 girls? Like who would <laughs> exactly. really do that?
2: <laughs> so. And so you're not keeping rainbow boas now. We do not so, have rainbow boas. Now. So I'm guessing that you figured out that was not your species. That was not,
0: yeah. <laughs> that was not, yeah. I mean I love them still, but yep. I I'm I'm definitely more of like the heavy bodied like yeah. chunky snakes. Yeah. For sure. I like I do I do have like um I like a lot of the colubrids, like Asian rats, are mm-hmm. some of my favorite. They're just Absolutely. they're just pretty. We don't get those they're colors. In ball pythons. Yep. And it's as close as I'm going to get to venomous pretty stuff, mm-hmm. so um, or that caliber of of pretty. So,
1: I think the colubrids are great. I, we have about as many colubrids as we do ball pythons.
2: Oh wow. Um, so what? Also, yeah. I know you have the the blue beauty, and you have some Hognose. What else do you yeah. keep?
1: MBK's. Um, mm-hmm. What else do we have? Um, we have a gray band. Uh, Logan has a bunch of corn snakes, and he mm-hmm. has also purchased Hondurans and one other milk snake. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Wow. Um, but yeah, he uh, he purchases all his own corn snakes. The corn snakes have all been bought by him, minus three of them are mine. Wow. And, uh, but my favorite that I keep is, oh, and the doom rolls. I have a lot of doom rolls, Boas. Well, I went from one to six.
2: That is a lot of doom rolls, Boas. <laughs> they're really cool though. But they're they so are.
1: awesome. And, I and big mama, them. she's an impressive species at eight foot.
2: Wow. Uh, she's my
1: biggest. My other ones all are about six feet, uh, minus the two smaller ones. Um, wow. but they're very That's neat, ve- very docile for such a big snake. Yeah. Uh, they don't move around very quick. I mean, when you first get them out, there, like a little like, whoa, and then they're very just, okay, you're going to hold me. What attracted, what, like
2: attracted, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what attracted <laughs> you to do else? So I saw Big Mama and I was like, that's one of the most beautiful snakes. I loved the pattern. I loved just the whole look of her and then uh, got her and then learned all the different Pretty shades that they can come in—the peaches and the pinks—and I actually have three of them that have really high peach pink colors. Ooh! And the nice. other one, the other three are just the more brown, but they're all just there's their personal. I guess I don't know if personality, demeanor, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, uh, temperament. Temperament. So, yeah. They're just so easy. Like I can, as long as she's not hungry and she just shed like right now, I wouldn't want to get her out. I need to feed her first. Mm-hmm. But uh, after she's eaten, she's completely just i don't even have to use a hook i normally tap her head to get her attention because she likes to bury real deep up underneath her reptichip Mm -hmm. and uh let her know she's fixing to get taken out and she's easy that's cool yeah but uh favorite keep vietnamese blue beauties okay they're awesome i love them both (laughs) feisty Very feisty, very territorial of their space.
2: Interesting.
1: Um, yeah. Once you get them out, they're completely different mm-hmm. uh, and they're kind of like crazy for a minute. And then they're like, oh, okay, we're good. But uh, yeah. super territorial of their enclosures.
0: Interesting.
1: You don't just stick your hand in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I keep all pythons as ridiculous <laughs> as it sounds. Like, I, yeah, like, that would freak me out if I just open a drawer and these things can fly out at me. I mean, you I don't know have head all head pythons head that do that. Like, yeah, I like usually only when you're feeding them. Right? I don't feed oh them. no,
2: Definitely.
1: I have some that oh, are just okay. assholes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I have a few, even with ball pythons, that are just spring-loaded, right? Where you, like, yes. open the bin, and they've been just, like, waiting, and they just fly mm-hmm. right out.
1: Oh, yeah. I have a 2,000, she's about 2,000 gram, uh, lesser pastel, and she, every time you open her, she flies out. She's not necessarily got her mouth open every time, but every mm-hmm. time you open her, she is flying out. You better be prepared. She's on the bottom tub. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. For a reason, she stays there. <laughs> so my husband is so sweet. He takes the the I, the grumpiest ball python you have ever seen in your life, and puts her above my head. And he's like, "Oh, she's fine now. Like, oh, no, she, doesn't, no, no, no. she doesn't she doesn't strike anymore. She'll be fine." And I go open this drawer. Oh my gosh, y'all! I'm like, this is just rotten. Like, that's a rotten thing to do. Be like the amazing thing to- is like you believed him. Oh, mm-hmm. I do every time. I fall for it every time.
2: <laughs> every time. He's is. like,
0: oh, no, that one doesn't bite anymore. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like, yes, it does. Every time. Maybe I just forget. Like, we were talking about that mm-hmm. yesterday. Like, I forget everything. So I'm, I, we watch TV series. Yeah. And um, we'll, we'll watch it again, like, two years later. We're, we're weird DVD collector people. So, uh, but, so we'll watch it again, like two years later, this, uh, the same series that we saw, and I don't remember any of the episodes. <laughs> it's like a whole new series for me. I, that is so hilarious. <laughs> like I remember generally about the show, but it, like I don't remember any of the details of any episode. And oh, that's just so funny. He's like, I'm I'm the easily, most easily entertained person, probably yeah. ever.
2: That's great. That you can too. always we can always be happy with. <laughs> That's wonderful.
1: It's like we can yeah, always get, make Heidi laugh.
0: I don't get bored. <laughs> yeah, Jack gets bored all the time. I don't get bored. I'll just read a
1: book. If I can't find anything else to do, I love to read. I'm happy sitting down, yeah. and putting my nose in a book.
0: Oh, Corey, favorite book? That's a good one. Oh yeah, favorite
2: book. Ish. Um. So in terms of like. I don't know, like literature. My favorite book from forever has been Confederacy of Dunces. Um, It's like a New Orleans book. And I just love it because I went to college in New Orleans. And like there's like the, the that book like just captures the feeling of the place. More than like anything else I've ever read, and so, um, it's just one that. of those books that like it just transports me back to like a place and a time when I read
0: it. So, so your kids, Corey, they yeah. do or don't like the reptiles, or so
2: they do. They, um, my for probably the first couple years I was keeping my. Uh, daughter Ellie was terrified of snakes and like decided that was going to be her way to stand out in the family was to be the person who hated snakes. And I mean, like, you know, she was like, you know, she had like appointments with her therapist talking about how like, she's like getting ruined for life because her mom keeps snakes and they're like her one mortal enemy. I mean, it was like, it was over the top ridiculous. And so, um, Finally, like one day I was holding one of my inland carpets and I was like, you know, this is like, you know, this snake is basically like a puppy dog. It's the puppy dog of snakes. And she decided that maybe she'd try to hold it after all. And she did and was like, wow, this is really cool. And then she decided that that was like the one snake that she liked. And so she named it and would get it out sometimes. And she would just kind of hang out with it and hold it. And mind you, this is like a big adult-sized carpet python.
0: I and, was like, that would and... be the last one. <laughs> I was like, I think it's great.
2: <laughs> one, like For some reason, that's the one she thought was cool. So, um, so she started doing that. And then she started getting a little bit more interested in holding some of the other snakes and now she likes to come to reptile shows and she's super interested in spiders in particular and like loves looking at mm-hmm. all the spiders um so she kind of she finally came around so that was pretty cool
0: yeah and of
2: course like my daughters both want axolotls because axolotls but i'm not getting an axolotl um because I can't keep the water temperature appropriate that's i like I know my limits and that's one of them oh yeah that Um, that sounds like a lot of work yeah um and then my boys like are both like they like them but not enough to you know actually want to do work and help with stuff there's like not an amount of money I could pay them to make them that would be like worth it to them to like help cleaning (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's wild. I'm clearly doing something wrong as a parent.
0: That was, no, that was Seth. Seth was like,
2: <laughs> no, people would, would
0: come up to him and they would be like, you 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 must be so lucky because um, you get to play with the snakes all the time. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. Like thrilled. Awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. He's like, yeah, no, I don't want anything to do with any of it. Mm-hmm. So, he moved out so he didn't have clean snakes or healthy great. animals. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So that's Lily. She um she loves her bearded dragon and her beta fish. Um, she likes a few of the ball pythons. She won't go get them out, but she'll hold them mm-hmm. if you get them out for her. And like she'll help me water. Uh, she prefers not to help feed, but if she's the one that's available, she has she does. But mm-hmm. uh, her girlfriend, on the other hand, loves snakes, and so a lot of times I can get her to come help me instead. And then Logan will always help me too. So.
2: Yeah. E- so Eden will help me even loves hanging out with me while I clean snakes and she'll hang out with me while I clean rodents. Like she's the one of the kids who's discovered that like, Hey, if I hang out with mom while she's doing reptile stuff, that means I get more mom time and mm-hmm. being like the youngest of four kids. I think she's like, okay, cool. This is my in. So- <laughs> <laughs> she got figure it out. Yeah, she figured it no, out. I, do, I
0: was
2: like, that's awesome. Smart kid.
0: Yep. She is smart. So, so Eden mm-hmm. saw some hognose at a show, right? <laughs> yes. So Corey, Corey's like so excited that Eden likes, is is getting interested in some mm-hmm. of the things. And so Eden oh, falls awesome. in love with these tricolor hognose. Oh, they're
1: show. so pretty. And really. Corey's
0: like, you do realize that we have hognose at home already? Like
1: a lot of them. <laughs> If they're not
2: that.
0: completely oblivious to the had fact no that we're hognose at the house
2: already. No, like Which no. Had, and, I mean, have it, is, it was not like a small number. I have like somewhere Ooh. around forty hognose snakes right now. Like
0: <laughs> <has> no clue. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Tri colors, they're adorable, right? She's they like, are. Oh, yeah. Have these tri colors? Yeah. So she cute. So that, I don't like, have those yet. I need tricolors now, apparently. Yeah, well,
2: I, I got tricolors at that show, so I I no, definitely have a pair nice. of tricolors now.
0: I do want to get a
1: pair of tricolors. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. have any of those yet.
2: Yeah, all of my all my hognoses are in brumation right now, and it's like my first time brumating them, and it's super scary. Um,
0: I think you talked about wanting them. to enjoy them like, like
2: you're if, you're not, if you're not breeding them, you don't you don't need to bromate. and um, there are yeah, there aren't. are breeders who who there are even breeders who don't bromate. like I bred mine last year without having brumated them and like I'm sure I didn't get like as many like as many clutches as I would have had I brumated them uh which is why I'm doing it this year um but they'll still breed so yeah, I only have two females that are breed yeah.
1: size. Um, the rest of them are all still growing up. So I did not brewmate those two, but we are still going to try to breed them.
2: The mm-hmm. thing the thing that drives me crazy with hog nose is they're, like, the babies are a pain in the ass to get started sometimes. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah I like have I really, that. I really want some. Like, I think I just want tricolors just to keep them. Like, yeah. I don't... I don't
2: No pretty. I
0: don't know that I'm interested in breeding any other species. Yeah. (laughs) I mean it's just a lot. Like it's I mean certainly not in the space that we have now. So yeah. Well, you also do
2: lychees.
0: I do. I want one just for a that's
2: what I have. I I got one from Heidi and it's my one (laughs) lychee and it's a pet and it lives in my bedroom. And every once in a while it
0: like growls at us at night. And then Yeah, I was telling Rachel, I'm like, oh, you should come by when the lights are off. Because they all, especially the leeches here, because they can see each other through yeah. the glass. Mm-hmm. They like fight through the glass. It's hilarious. Oh my so gosh. They like so bark funny. at each other and grunt. And they make all kinds of noise. That's so funny. I didn't know so they made that
1: much noise until Heidi was telling me about it.
0: So they're actually, they call them devil in the trees in New Caledonia because you can hear them barking so it sounds like all of these like wild crazy beasts because the noises they make are it's just the weirdest ass sound they, like it took, me, it, it took me
2: probably I can't wait to hear this I took me probably like I don't know 10 times of hearing it before I finally realized what it was <laughs>
0: it, it's somewhere between like a like a pig noise and and like a toad outside yeah, and very like dog barking it's <laughs> <noise. That's
2: laughs>
0: the most bizarre sound no, so I'll, I'll have to send you a video because i actually have one like recorded of awesome. him like grunting and making all kinds of racket and, and jumping at me <laughs> lunging at me so that's the one that's at james sterling's house now so <laughs> <laughs> i'm like here well, so they're kind of funny because if they're grumpy when they're younger, and they grow up and you pair them, and they start making babies, uh, they're much happier. Just like interesting other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. So they're much happier. So they're a lot less grumpy, and so some of a lot of the times you can just just pairing them will calm them down. Interesting.
1: Now, is there a difference between the males and females, one of them being grumpier than the other? Or just how do
0: they come out? No, I think it's just in general. Like, they all kind of have their own temperaments. And and it's just kind of like with any other reptile. Like, the more Mm -hmm. they trust you and the more you work with them when they're little, Mm -hmm. um, the more they tolerate you when they get older. I mean, they're a lot like cats like their personality, their temperament is very cat-like
2: My lychee and my cat hang out together a lot, like it's actually really funny, that, but yeah. yeah they like watch each other and like every once in a while the lychee moves like kind of taunting the cat it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's bizarre I'm so excited for you guys with this I think you're going to do amazing I'm so, so excited that the hobby is going to have you know, this in, out there, um, it's just not like anything else, you guys are going to kill it I'm so excited to be out there and be your number one fan. Thanks
0: Mm -hmm. for having me on. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for coming by. And um, we will catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Take care, Corey. So that was Corey Martin with Corey Martin Tiles, And uh, this is in blue. I'm Heidi.
1: And I'm Rachel.
0: Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.